We're taking a break from our Oscar discussion and talk about a new movie release. Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Hey, welcome to the best movie of the year so far. Thanks for taking time to be part of the show today. I am John Ellis. You can find me on Twitter at Ellis on Movies. So glad to have you back to the show that helps you determine the best movie of the year so far. We talked about 2020 a lot. It was certainly a different kind of year. There were some good movies to be found, and we've talked a lot about those. As a reminder, you can find today's episode and all the previous episodes on ellisonmovies.com. You can also subscribe to any of your favorite podcasting apps as well. So in 2021, in the Academy Awards, the nominations are right around the corner for 2020. You know, as mentioned before, over the next few weeks and even months, we're going to discuss the best movies of 2020. But that being said, however, we have a new movie that we had to talk about first. We're going to take a break from what we've been doing and talk about our new movie. Today I'm with Kate Littleton. Kate is one of my teammates who manages the Facebook group for the Unspooled Podcast. A fan of movies like myself with often similar taste. But I had a feeling we'd be split on today's movie a little bit. So I had to get her take. Join us as we discuss the wackiness of Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Barb and Star are best friends living in their Midwestern town who have recently lost their job at the hottest furniture store in town. They decide to take a vacation to Vista Del Mar, Florida. It is there they meet Edgar, and after a night of partying and such they instantly have a connection with edgar they learn to live again and go beyond their normal comfort zone either through edgar or taking on adventures in the vista del mar meanwhile little do they know they are tangled up in a villain's plot to kill everyone in the town so barb and star go to vista del mar is a comedy musical fantasy a mixed match of genres that's completely ridiculous but i think that's sort of the whole point kate what did you think of barb and star go to vista del mar well the biggest thing with this movie is, I think, who you watch it with. And if you watch it by yourself in a vacuum and you think of it as just the movie, it's not that good. But if you watch it with other people, it's one of those movies that's a really fun experience. And it has some really funny jokes that you can reference weeks later. You'll still be bringing up with whoever you watched it with or your friends who have seen it. And I think that that gives it value. Yeah, <laughs> gives it. That's a good point. I haven't thought about that. It makes it's the kind of movie where you miss a crowded movie theater. I think that would one hundred percent. I think because I did watch this alone by myself, just sort of on, and I I was left like thinking. I mean, it's it's definitely a, it's an outrageous fantasy like movie, and I I get that. I'm okay with that part. The I mean, the absurdity of it all for me. It only works if there are good jokes to support it. And I just didn't find it that funny. And I can deal with everything else and just being ridiculously crazy. But if I'm not laughing, it's like, what's the point? It felt like these these two women who are I'm fans of had just sort of this crust of an idea and no one and they had some money and no one was there to stop them. Just like, just go for it. I didn't, I didn't dislike the movie, but I was just left thinking, is it is it even a funny movie? I mean, did you find it funny? So did I find it funny? I think, um, <laughs> just, I right, just pause, by the fact that you just paused, it kind of answers the question already. Well, it, there's different kinds of funny. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, there's funny that's just like a chuckle. There's laugh out loud funny. There's, huh, that was funny. How clever, kind of funny. There were parts of it that I laughed at. And there are things that I found funnier after the fact. So, like, after we saw this movie, my husband and I went for a socially distanced picnic with a, with two friends of ours who are engaged. And we were talking to them about how they met. And he said, well, you know, when we started going steady, and I was, and I said, back up, didn't you just say going steady? And my husband immediately was like, they were official, Kate. That's how you get official. They were official, which is a joke from the movie. And then it was funny. And like I said, I think there's value in that. And I especially think there's value in that right now. And I know like a lot of people keep saying that and... You know, Palm Springs, it's a great movie for right now. Bill and Ted, Face the Music, such a good movie for right now. And I, I do think these movies need to hold up past the pandemic, and a lot of them will and a lot of them won't. But it, it is nice to have it right now. <laughs> yeah, and I wonder if this one will get better Instead of worse with time, it gets actually gets better with time. Like the more it sits with you and it, it eventually shows up on, you know, TBS on a Saturday afternoon or whatever. And you just watch it and you can't, you just can't turn it. It's one of those kind of movies that just forever will be around. Yeah. And it's definitely one of those movies that's better on a rewatch too, because during the movie, you kind of don't know what's going to happen. You don't know where it's going. You're not sure what tone they're going for. Like you said in the, synopsis it's like a musical it's like a fantasy it's like a james bondy type movie but now that like you know where you stand with it i think it's a little bit better i really really do think that watching this movie alone especially alone and sober (laughs) it's not the way to go a little bit about the movie it's it was written by annie momolo and Kristen wig the stars of it and so they're reunited from creating Bridesmaids. Were you a Bridesmaids fan? Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, I have I have really specific kinds of humor that I like. And I don't generally like hijinks or, like, outbursts or, like, silliness. Although I find myself liking it more now well, the, during I the mean, pandemic. This movie's completely silly, though. I know. That's why I find myself appreciating it more. But I guess I kind of had, and I don't think this is to that standard. I really like Bridesmaid a lot. So you kind of went into this expecting I guess, sort and I, of a Bridesmaid. I guess, and I um, it just felt like it had a lot of expectations now because I think felt like everybody's just ready for a good comedy. It's just we're, we're, we're ready because it's just been an awful 12, 14 months, whatever it is, and we need something like this. And I just had high expectations, and I'm hearing good things, and a lot of people love it. I really, like I said, I really do think a lot of that is um, is how you watch it. But now that you've seen it and then you sort of have your opinion, and we've talked about it a little bit, if you dissect it apart, there are things that, like when they're talking about Trish. Yes. And then at the end, and my husband goes to me, can we spoil things? Yeah, I don't think it matters for this movie. No, I don't either. My husband goes, it's going to be Trish. And I looked at him. I swear to God, I looked at him and go, sweetie, Trish isn't real. Was Trish the name of the mermaid? 
Yeah, and then it was Trish, and he's like, I told you it would be Trish, and I was like... Reba McIntyre. Yeah, and I was like, oh my god, it was actually Trish. (laughs) But he was so excited, (laughs) and it was so ridiculous. And then the other thing, um, so that's like a good part, you know? Well, okay, another thing that that stuck out to me is, did you think that there was going to be a reveal where she was the villain? I I didn't know, but I thought there'd be something, some some way of acknowledging they look similar. Like, hey, it turns out we're distant cousins or something, or some, long lost twins. Yeah, long lost twins or something. It's like they they never even acknowledged it. Okay, because that was a little bit weird to me that they didn't. I did they not didn't acknowledge uh, that. I did not enjoy the, and I I, I enjoy whenever um, Barb and Star were on screen. I thought they were good together their conversations, but the whole villain story, uh, I did not. I didn't not enjoy that at all. And the movie starts off that way. Where we get like 10, 15 minutes. We get that first. We start with a little boy riding, throwing newspapers. And so this is, I, I literally looked at the screens like, did I choose the wrong movie? What's going on here? Yeah. That uh, was a little, a little shoehorned in. Yeah. And the whole white powder face thing. I don't, it just, it's just such an odd choice to me. It's an odd choice. I, I agree with you there. Another part that I really like. And I wish we had gotten more of, but maybe the fact that we only got little tastes of it or what made it so good was the book club or the the talking club. Like, that was hilarious. Those scenes were really funny. A lot of those are familiar actresses. Wendy McClendon Coven, she was in Bridesmaids as well. Vanessa Mm -hmm. Vanessa Beyer, Fortune Femster, the comedian. Phyllis Smith from The Office. Yeah. The movie is like a lot of sketches. And some of the sketches are really funny. And some of them are like, well, it's okay. But then when you try to move them, put them all together in sort of a fluid plot, it's confusing and mismatched tones. But the sketches isolated, which is what I'm saying. The parts are better than the sum. The sketches isolated, the the conversation club, Trish, that little boy. Um, these things are funny them at the furniture store and then the people want to buy the couch and they're like oh no please don't buy this couch like the 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 sketches of it are funny the it has no cohesion but you don't necessarily need cohesion this isn't an oscar movie i mean it's not trying to be something it isn't so with this movie i I went in with no expectations except that it looked like it was going to be silly I, like many people, was very surprised by the James Bond stuff, which I wouldn't even, I would actually call like Austin Power stuff. And then when it ended, I, I just thought, well, you know, there's some really good, there's going to be, if this was a movie that was in theaters, there would be, it would be one of those movies that people would be quoting. If we were in high school, people would be quoting this movie at school for like the entire year. You th- you yeah. Know? You think? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I'd be curious, uh. I have a, a teenage daughter, and I'd be curious if she sees this, what she what she would think. Um, I feel like it's that type of movie. Or I could say, you know, if we were at work right now, and we all still went to the water cooler. Yeah. This would be like a water cooler movie. Like, you would make the jokes. It's not the quality of, like, an office space or a bridesmaids, but I do think that I think that there's I mean we were already my husband loves quoting this already to me where it really got me and realized this movie's nuts is when they first walk into the I guess the big fancy hotel and then it breaks out into a musical 
was like, okay, I I can respect that. I just thought that was a what a nice touch. Why not just go all out? If you're going to go, go all out and just yeah. make, make it completely ridiculous. That's what I mean. Find up and just, and then they go to the motel, and that guy's hilarious. Do you need blankets? <laughs> do, you need, do you need pillows? <laughs> I, I, it feels like they uh, like these two women. I'm, you know, I'm sure they're good friends. I've kind of had these characters they've been messing around with for years at each other, mm-hmm. and they said, you know what, well, we should make this a movie. But part of me is like wondering. Should you though? <laughs> like, like maybe it's just a good SNL skit and I've maybe a few, a few things here and there, a few skits. I just don't know if there was enough here for, I don't know. Maybe I'm being nitpicky. I should just enjoy I it. I think, I think that's right. I think you're, should you make it? Sure. Why not? It's not every movie has to be high art or an award contender or anything. Movies don't have to be anything. Should you make it? You should always make it. If you want to make a movie, Make a movie. If it's not good, people won't watch it. If it's really not good, lots of people will watch it. Just make the movie and see where it and see where it falls. Make your passion project. Make something ridiculous. Take a take a chance. Throw everything at the wall. See what sticks. Why not? Take a big uh what do they say? It's the big swing? Big swing. Uh-huh. Yeah, your, take that, a big that's your, swing. That's your sports knowledge. <laughs> But yeah, you know, why not take a big swing? It doesn't hurt anybody. They gave a bunch of people jobs, you know. So we talked about the the two leads. What did you think of Jamie Dornan as Edgar? So I'm glad that I watched Wild Mountain Time before this. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> not a fan of Wild Mountain no, Time. No, I haven't, I haven't seen it, but... Uh, um, uh, you, know, you know he was also in another big franchise movie, right? Well, that's what I was going to say. So it, had I not seen Wild Mountain Time, so I had never seen the Fifty Shades movies. But the thing about Wild Mountain Time is that it's a very serious movie that goes a little bonkers. I think that eased me into this version of him a little bit better because it, it didn't, I wasn't like, why is the Fifty Shades guy doing this? And I've seen interviews with him lately I think he's one of those actors that's going to easily escape the franchise that he got stuck in. Well, it was interesting why, because they had this wild night together, and clearly he chose her, and she she chose or she chose him, one or the other, or both. I don't know. I didn't see any connection there. I didn't see a connection the other way either, though. I guess so. You know that that brings me to one of the other things I really liked about this movie was Barb's montage of getting out there and trying things and doing things and like being really badass well but her little montage while Kristen Wiig's character is with Jamie Dornan's character like the Barb character really has a cool kind of plot line like it's this movie is all these movies I wish I was seeing instead of the movie that like I want the Barb movie I want the Trish movie. I want a TV show that regularly features the Conversation Club. Like, I that motel, what is with that motel? Like, I want that to be a thing. Like, all of these parts, I, I really did appreciate. Yeah. What I don't want, I agree with you. What I don't want is the, what's her name? Sharon, apparently, the evil lady. Oh no! I'm. I don't want her. No movie. interest. We got too much of her backstory. Like, why is she this way? Like, I don't. It doesn't matter. Why do we care? I have. I have no interest. So I thought that the evil Kristen Wiig character Sharon reminded me a lot of of 
Johnny Depp's Willy Wonka. I'm just wondering, I mean, do we even need the evil side? I mean, I, I, no. It felt like you didn't even need that. You could have done something else or just had a conflict yeah. between the two of them or something. Or a much smaller conflict, like much, much smaller. <laughs> Not destroy, like, destroying the world conflict. Yeah, like it could have just been... They're going to lose their jobs, so why not go on a holiday? And then they're like, they decide to stay there and start a bar, and that's their new lease on life. You know, like, oh, what are we going to do? We're directionless. We don't have jobs anymore. And then they go on a holiday to try to, like, figure it out, and then they decide to stay there with Jamie Dornan, and she becomes, and Barb becomes a tour guide. And, like, that would have been fine. It does feel like, as you said, that does feel like there's a sequel coming. Oh, and you know we haven't even talked about the the Waynes. Damon Waynes Jr. Damon Waynes Jr. We haven't talked about Damon Waynes Jr. at all, and that was another part that I found very funny. <laughs> like, it was just so stupid and silly. I found it really funny. I can see your silence tells me you did not find it funny. <laughs> no, I just I didn't. It was just I, I don't know. Like the rest of the movie is just odd. Like he was <laughs> he was just this spy, but he wasn't very good at it. <laughs> I, and I don't. Uh, and he kept t- he kept giving his name and his address. I just <laughs> sorry. It's just so funny to me. It, it was fine. It was fine. So I liked his character. I thought he was ridiculous. I liked the note on the door in the hotel. The look down. Keep looking. This is the secret enveloper. I was going to say sort of bottom bottom line this then. Let's summarize it. What do you think? Overall, people should see it? I think that people should see it. I think it's really important not to watch it alone and sober. Watch it with your spouse, maybe your older teen children. I I think that watching it with other people is going to be the really important thing. This would be a great... Um, if you want to do a girls' night and like everyone can zoom in and just set your TVs to sync up and have a glass of wine, I think that would be a really great way to watch this. And I think that's where the value of this movie lays. I'm, I'm torn because I, I didn't enjoy it that much, but I don't. I, it's maybe it's just not a movie for me. That's, that's why I'm like, you know, everything doesn't have to be for everybody. So you know, if somebody watches this and they enjoy it, and this is their kind of humor. Go for it. Just have at it. Watch the moments and just enjoy the moments of the movie. Or wait till, you know, other good clips show up on YouTube and then watch it. Watch it then. I agree. I, but I do think if you're looking for something for, for like a, a friend's night, this would, this would put the bill. Out of all the movies that are out right now, too, I think that this is the most like that. Well, let's end it with that. Kate, thank you for being a part of the episode today and joining me to discuss Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar. Listeners, thank you for always listening. Be sure to subscribe so you're the first to know these new movie episodes. Next week, we're back with another Oscar contender, fresh off its Golden Globe win and possibly a Best Picture winner. But stay tuned to see what that is. Again, join the conversation online. Let's talk about more movies. Visit us at ellisonmovies.com and always on Twitter at LSON Movies. Leave me a comment in your favorite channel. I love to hear from you. But until then, wear a mask when you're out and watch a movie when you're home.